This episode is brought to you by Learnly. For more information, go to Learnly.me. Enjoy the show. Three cheers for New York. No. Really? I'm not cheering really? for New York. Man, Covington Catholic, this, this story just won't go away. <laughs> it just keeps going. Mm. Money is immoral? Nuh-uh. Guns? Are guns immoral? Love really? of money. Love yeah. of money. 12 lies that hold America captive. Those words hold you captive, don't they? I know. I was like, <laughs> what is going on? We got a great interview coming up with Jonathan Walton. Stick around for that. Yeah. Make sure you share the show oh. right now. Oh, oh, you need some coffee? Oh. Make sure you I share the show right now. Like it. We appreciate our club members. Can't thank you guys enough. The power of $10 goes a long way. So is this, is this cross you. politic coffee? Uh, <laughs> uh, I have a little bit left Sorry. in, it's in not, my it's, mug. It's not cross oh, politic. Here you go. Yep. <laughs> here you go. You can. You can. Uh, you get cross politic coffee on our merch store now? Yes, you can. We have. We actually, because our merch store is live again, we've actually had I'll a lot of coffee sales. Yeah, yeah, I know. Cheer. I know. Cross politic coffee. And, and we should have a new club member portal released here, hopefully, in the next Ooh, couple this is weeks. Creamy. And, and we're working on some new exclusive member yes. content. Yep. I'm live. I'm yep. loving that. So you're, t- you're doing a. Proverbs with Pastor Toby. Ooh. We're doing a weekly Bible study in the book of Proverbs for our club Focus members. On. Mm-hmm. on Biblical masculinity, fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Pastor Toby thought we were doing that for you guys. Really, it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, y'all just get a benefit from what I get, to, what I That's actually right. want. So it's just and, so and, join the club and get all this exclusive content. And you're working on some other content you're throwing up yeah, there. Yeah. So all the stuff that we did with the Founders Conference, we actually. So one of the things with conferences is amazing. Is there's a bunch of content. I mean, how long does it take you to prep for a conference? You, you do a sermon, and then you got all this extra yeah. content, right? And you only got to fit into this like 60, sure. 50 minutes. Yeah. But there's a you guys are overwhelmed with content. Yeah. So to interview the speakers after a conference. So behind the scenes. We, so we, we actually interviewed uh, Josh Bice, uh, Vody Bauckham. Mm-hmm. I've got to interview you still. Tom Askell. Tom Askell and Jared. Um, and so uh, we're going to actually release to, to the club members. All these back room interviews. Just one yeah, angle that's right. of the interview. So hmm. you guys get to experience what I'm going to experience so before I a, make the film. You're not a member yet. So sign up now. And get yep. early access to all this behind the scenes footage. We and got. this will be a film. It's going to be a film, but cross politic club members get a chance to watch it before all this. Give us some input. Give us some feedback. Hold on, no, no, no. (laughs) Hey, moms and dads and college students, a new St. Andrews College uh, priority application deadline is actually March first. What's Mm. New St. Andrews College? New St. Andrews College is one of the one of the few Christ-centered Christian colleges in the nation. So you don't want to send your kids to Wheaton because they hire director of LGBT. Wheaton, you don't man. want to send your kids to Moody Bible Institute because right now they're in the middle of a lawsuit with Title IX. You don't want to send your kids <laughs> to most Christian colleges right now. You seriously need to consider New St. Andrews. Uh, New a St. Lot Andrews of our- College doesn't take any federal funding yep. at all. And so they're like, they're, they're no no strings on me. That's right. That's right. That's right. So we're, we're, free, we're free to live our consciences to be a Christ-centered college. So that is New St. Andrews. And of course... Toby's the chair of the board of oh, New, New St. Andrews right now. I am right now. So, but you can also come and visit New St. Andrews Prospective Student Weekend when George Grant's out here speaking at our missions conference, uh, February 8th and 9th. Gospel victory. S- sign up on our website to come and visit. And you can, we all say hi to me and Toby and Knox. We'll be, we'll be hanging around. So yeah. there you go. I don't like the word hanging around. You don't, you don't, <laughs> do you not like to hang at all? Chilling. Okay. Yeah. Kicking it. So, Kicking it. So three cheers for New York. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, something good. Something good happened. Were they were they smirking? 
<laughs> were they smirking <laughs> they while were, they were clapping? They were seriously smirking. So if you guys... They get in trouble for face crimes? Haven't followed the news. What's wrong with you on this? Um, and actually, we got a t-shirt um, that that is made specifically for New York. But what happened this last week was Governor Cuomo signed a bill into law that legalized abortion up until birth. And and a couple, I think a couple important things that need to be highlighted here is one is if if a baby is born, if an aborted baby is born, they don't ha- aren't required to right. give it. So it re- health care repealed some restrictions yep. that have been put in place called born alive yep. stuff, which required me, the doctor. I mean, it's insane that we were doing this. I know. It's insane. But, born alive legislation. But there was at least a law that said if you botched the abortion, you had to you had to give the baby life saving. Yep. Um, health care, which is just yeah. And that they repealed that. And the other part of this, the other part of this bill, it also includes if if a woman is pregnant and a guy, let's say, kicks her in the stomach, uh, and and the baby dies, he is not tried for the death penalty. He's not tried for the murder of that baby. This is what's amazing. Like I don't think because in most most states it's still a law that if if a child a a, 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 a in utero child is killed killed in like a car accident or Mm -hmm. these things and it was intentional it could be shown that way it'll be prosecuted as as murder double murder double homicide if the the mom dies too right and which is which is a crazy inconsistency (laughs) you can you can walk into a clinic and have your child uh murdered yeah but if somebody else murders your then but but also what happened to my body yeah my body what's in my body and you took it from me and you don't get tried for it. It's an inconsistency yeah. that I am happy that we had. Yeah, it seems like. Well, but, at least- but one of the things that is bothersome about this, though, is, is the fact that now we're removing protections for women who actually still want their kids. Right. I know. I know. So it's not That's just like exactly they are not right. satisfied exactly with right. the people it's, who want to it, to lose their they want to murder their children. It's the same thing with Obergefell, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. stop there. It doesn't stop there. They you must oh, praise it. Yeah. You must worship it. And guess what? It's, we're not only going to kill our kids. We're going to want to kill yours, yeah. too. And now your child that you are carrying, no that rights. you have no intention of aborting. Yep. No rights. If somebody comes in and murders you and your child, yep. Yep. there's only one human being that's recognized in the state of New York. That mm. is atrocious. Man. And here, three cheers oh. for this Catholic bishop. He says, you're at, he writes a letter to Como, or to the state of New York, basically. He says, your advocacy of extreme abortion legislation is completely contrary to the teachings of, um, unfortunately, our pope and our church. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on to say, I shudder to think of the consequences this law will wreak. You have utterly already uttered harsh threats about the welcome you think pro-lifers are not entitled to in our state. Now you're demonstrating that you mean to write your warning into law. Will being pro-life one day be a hate crime in the state of New York? Uh, Jonathan Walton couldn't write that. <laughs> Which you got? You got Jonathan Walton coming up on the next segment. Yeah. Twelve lies that that hold yep. America captive and the truth that set us free. Oh, that's an exciting you don't conversation. Miss, yeah. You don't want to miss that and next segment. That was a yeah, teaser to it. It's a really little good. teaser, and I think you're right. Yeah. I don't know if he could write that. No, um, I don't think he could write it. Yeah. Well, he said he would say he could. He would say he personally. Could. Maybe. Personally, he would say yeah. he could. Personally. He prefer to write. But it. more pastors need to actually use their pen and use their blog and use their pulpit to speak out to the governor well, of New York and call him to repentance. It would be wonderful. I, I've heard calls. I don't know if it's how, how it's actually working, but it'd be so wonderful if the this bishop excommunicated um, Com- Como. Como. Yeah, Como. It'd be wonderful if Timothy Keller spoke out about this. Has he said anything? I haven't heard. He mm. might have. Tabidi did. Tabidi did. Uh, yeah, uh, he did. Tabidi Good. Did. I did. He, he uh, I, I did see that. Way to go. Speaking Tabidi. of Tabidi, you guys, the Catholic uh, Covington School, um, did you follow that oh, in the program? Oh, yeah, hold on. Wait, you can't, hold on. No, wait, wait. I'm not ready. I'm no, turning that I'm corner now. No. We're no, 16 no. minutes. No. He only gave us 16 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this hold ain't. On. 
Hold on. We ain't Hold done. on. Okay. Okay. Here, okay. There's a few more things we need, we need to hit here. First of all, one of the things that's interesting in, in all the New York State insanity bloodbath is that they are openly saying Cuomo and others who are championing this bill yeah. um, said we can no longer trust the federal government oh, to right. protect the rights of abortion. They're wow. called states' rights. Therefore, states need to step up and and protect the rights to slaughter unborn babies. Oh, they have a backbone. Huh? No, they have a states' rights yeah, initiative. So, so this is one of the, I don't know what you call this. I mean, it's it's sort of the... Um, they took the conservative play. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is... That we can't run on anything. Right. Anyways, the, the one thing that I, I saw coming out of this that I think is really interesting is they are playing the state's right thing mm-hmm. with abortion. We've been talking on this show for a while for now. A while, yeah. The liberals have been running the state's rights on marijuana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been running the state's rights on immigration. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now someone's finally done it with abortion, basically. Well, actually, I think there's other places, too, that allow for... Uh, abortion yeah. up to yes. term as it's well. It's true. There are other states that already do this. And, yeah. and so Vermont's working on it right now. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I listeners heard. talk to us about that. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's really encouraging that there's been such an outcry about this New York bill. Though, on the one hand, you might say, but people have been doing it in some of these states for a while yeah, now, but, guys. Yeah. But I think the fact that they've done this, uh, they were as brazen as they have been, the cheering and all this kind of stuff. They, yeah. Cuomo's been insisting on He's been demanding a bill yeah. on his desk, and he signed it on the Roe versus Wade 46th anniversary. That wasn't intentional. Uh, yeah. On purpose. Yeah. Um, and the fact that there's been such an outcry and pushback is, is, is encouraging. But the thing is, is that um, the setup, of course, is what's going to happen when something goes to the Supreme Court. And and the thing that I I think maybe we ought to be um, particularly praying for, um, I mean, the 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 most wonderful thing, of course, would be that there'd be backbones on the Supreme Court, and they would just say this was an atrocity. Roe versus Wade is wicked, and overturn it completely, and say you know everybody's made in the image of God from the moment of conception on. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Supreme Court has the right to insist upon that because it's that's God's law. Yeah. Uh, that's not, uh, not overreach. That's not legislating from the bench right. to recognize that life is defined by the maker of the universe. Yeah. Right. But I think short of that, yeah. um, what we might be thinking about and praying for is that the Supreme Court kicks this back to the states. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they say you guys f- and, and what we've talked about before on the show and Gabe, you've particularly pointed this out is, um, OK, New York, you want to do this? You want to drive all the you know pro-life out of your state? You want to murder your babies? Yep. yep that's, okay. That's wicked and evil, but okay. Yeah. And and we're going to... let's watch Idaho. And, and Idaho. Pro-life and, Idaho. And Indiana and Ohio and other other states. Yep. We, we we say, no, in, in our state, children are protected yep. from conception on. Yep. And let's see what a culture of life looks like in those states and yep. what happens to a state where a culture of death takes yep. place yep. and takes root. Um, I think the fruit of this is going to be... Um, um, God, God, God promises you will reap what you sow. Well, that's exactly. the, God, God's, God's world is not yeah. random, and, so and they're not yeah. going to be satisfied. No, no, no. Right. That, that's the other thing is the, the, the states that have this culture of death, they're going to soon realize it's it's horrible, yeah. and they're they're not going to be satisfied. Well, with and this is also there's no coincidence why this happened also the week after March for Life. Yeah, of course. Right. Well, uh, there were three things that hit me with this. Okay. Three, three things. Um, what the, th- Man, second, that's the second time I tried to turn the corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Second, Good second, luck. Second time. We're but, still mad. You know what? <laughs> New York has me on fire right now. Uh, yeah. Has me on fire. Yeah, and yeah. I, I got to give it up to um, Matt, who uh, How to Build the Tent. His show dealing with this was really good. Was it? It, it was really good. If you get a chance to go listen to it, 
uh, hear him in his context talking about this is why we need good businessmen who are going to be able to have the ability to have some leverage. Mm. You know, being faithful in your business and your work matters mm-hmm. intrinsically. <laughs> you saw that bookstore guy who yeah, shut down the, for that yeah, day? Yeah, yep, that's that uh, what John if, Speed. What if half or more of the businesses in New York shut, shut down? down? Okay, you won't get our money. Not, not said, we're not paying taxes we're to done. you. We're not done. We're done. Every, every some, year they should do it on this day. On this day. Yeah. yeah so, and, and make a movement. That's yeah. good. And, and make them that's, We need to talk to John yeah. about this. John Speed. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, you know, that's, that's a great point. So, yeah. so you know what, John, John Speed, check out his bookstore, check out his Facebook page, support that brother. Buy from his bookstore yeah, in New absolutely. York. But, yeah. so, but the first thing that hit me on this is, you know, with all the talk about racial injustice and the social justice movement. The people who are going to get hit the worst in this particular situation are going to be minorities, people of color, black children. Yeah. Statistically percentage. Aren't, yeah. But it just yeah. so happens that everybody on their camp, on the liberal side of the camp, just got done cheering for this bill. Yeah. And they're just about to paint the whole city right. of New York with the blood of black babies. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because remember, and, it was in 2014 so, where more ba- black babies were aborted that's what I was going. than were born. Were born. And t- I believe it's 2014. Yeah, and so I'm trying to figure out how is that justice? Yeah, and you're going to let them do that? Right. You should revolt, right? Y'all should flip out about right. this and say, "How dare you? Mm. We can't talk yeah, about yeah, if, justice." If you if you are woke, yeah. You know, if you if your pastors wow. and elders are all about the social justice thing and and right. and the rights of minorities, yeah. then you better be on fire about you, this. I don't believe you if you're not. And if you're not, you're a liar. That's right. You're part yeah. of the problem. That's why. At least wow. why I get yeah. I give you know I disagree with the BD on some things, but I'm grateful that he at least said something about this. Yeah. So so thank yeah. you yeah. for standing yeah. up. Amen. Amen so, to so that's the first thing, and then the second thing was what you guys were talking about of, as far as like um, the rat race. Mm. You want to do this, New York? You want to have a, you want to have it out on life. Who's going to have successful families? Yeah. Bring it on, baby. Yeah. Bring it on. Okay. Right. Now's a good time to get married, have kids, teach them to love Jesus and baptize them. Yeah, okay. Right. But, and, and, and what we're talking about is we're talking about culture of life means get married, be faithful to your spouse. Yep. That's right. Have a cultivate a home of joy. That's yep. right. In Jesus. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. babies. Mm-hmm. Lots of them, yeah. Because we need warriors. We need arrows. Yeah. Train them up to love Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Baptize them. Yep. That's yeah. right. Um, give them a thorough Christian education. Teach them to take dominion and build businesses. Build families. Yeah. Um, build a legacy. Yeah. Um, build a footprint. That's yeah. right. And because because God blesses excellence. God blesses these things. Uh, you build churches, you build schools, you build businesses, you build cities. Don't send right. them to the world to get educated. Don't Please. send them to the You're world. Helping them. And now you got a punch. That's right. Now you got weight behind it, yeah. and you say no. That's right. That's right. No, we're not going to do that. Number three, my right. third thing. If you already have kids, time to love on them. Mm. You married, love on your wife. Go home. Show and hug what your true kids. faithfulness looks like yeah. as a man of God. Yeah. Get rid of your porn. Get rid of all those Amen. hindrances that will hold you back from fighting because guess what? You're going to get eaten up right now. Yeah. They ain't playing. Yeah. Right. They ain't playing. And yep. the secret sin in your life yep. is going to stop you from being yep. able to fight well. Amen. Yeah, you, you need to kill it. Yeah, you hate this and yep. you've been posting about it. Good. Yep. But make kill sure it your flows life. all the way down. That's right. Oh, your man. bad attitude, yep. your complaining Woo! spirit, yep. your bitterness. Yep. Get rid of it all. Lay hey! it down. You need to be free because you got to be able to fight. That's right. Amen. And you need to see that it's rooted in. That's you know, right. You, you, you murder babies yeah. because bitterness bears bad yeah. fruit. That's and, right. And Ephesians that, 6. You, you, Woo, Ephesians 6. You can't have a weak link in your arm no, no that's right you no weak link okay yeah. you want to turn the corner okay turn the corner all right so there's no <laughs> secret that this happened a week after march for life 
You, got you guys been following the Covington, uh, the Covington nope. uh, Evangelical. Try it again. Say it again. Co- Covington. Okay. Covington. Woo! All Covington right. That's in Catholic kids. This is how kids. I turn a corner. Yeah. Covington. Covington. Uh, so, you know, a couple weeks ago, March for Life was going on, and none of the national media covered March for Life uh, until, until <laughs> they found a white kid wearing a MAGA hat yeah. in front of an Indian for five at, seconds. At, at the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. Ooh. And then that finally got some national news. Right. How hey. about that? Hey, how about let's, that? Let's the, not the, cover any of the national life for March. They didn't cover the March black Hebrew lights. They didn't cover the black <laughs> March. Yeah, thank you. The thank black Hebrew lights that were they cussing them out. They didn't co- cover the, the black Hebrew. No. no, they didn't. They didn't cover that. They didn't no, cover that part. No, that was that pretty. Were, they were slinging racial epithets uh, and yeah. and and gay slurs and all this stuff at the at the, at the white Covington. The black Hebrew nationals. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. So y'all can already get ready for this. If I'm at a place like that mm. and somebody's talking to my kids in that kind of way, mm. y'all just know that David ain't that kind of sanctified yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I'm going to walk tell right you. up. I'm yeah. going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Just expect that, okay, y'all better grab me and say he's not going to be a good representation for us as Christians right yeah. now. <laughs> but, but here's the, the biggest atrocity about this whole thing was all the evangelical leaders' responses. I know. Right? Yeah. They saw this seven-second video, ten-second video or whatever, and immediately yeah. went to condemn the I boys was, that I, were caught up in this. I was on Twitter early Saturday or whatever yep. it was last week. Yep. And right away, you saw it all, all the evangelical, woke, social justice, yep. left-leaning, they're on there, you know, tweeting yep. and jumping to conclusions. I had no idea what had happened yet. Yep. I saw the picture of the kid grinning in a little, the five-second clip yep. of the kid grinning. And I was immediately like, what? What, what's going on? You don't know what's Tabidi going on. Tabidi said the boys demonstrated racist incivility. And then he later backed that, backed away from that, saying, no, I didn't call the boys racist. I didn't call any individuals racist. It was, it was really bad. It's with racist Tabidi. incivility. Yeah. And then um, uh, Alan Noble also tweeted along with this, implying the boys' actions manifested white supremacy. All right. While and and what's crazy and all this, like Nathan Phillips was like demonstrating demonstrate. He's the Indian. He, he's the he, he was lying. Yeah. He was lying about how the whole thing happened. Right. He lied about being a veteran. He's not. No, he's he, not. He, he, he is. He is. No, no, he, but he's not a Vietnam vet. Yes, that's right. That's what he lied about. He, he really Vietnam, did Vietnam, enlist and yeah. was in the military. But he said he was a Vietnam vet, which he wasn't. Mm. Um, and then um, uh, they, he lied about the boys chanting "building a wall." So yeah. the, the Indian lied about the boys. Beth chanting Moore building tweeted, wall. "Yep, to glee in dehumanizing any person is so utterly antichrist it reeks the vomit of hell." Wow. In response to. This so Karen what, Swallow Pryor what, said, I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> I, I want to know what laws they're using that are biblical laws to make judgments at the way that they're making. They're making it up as they go along. That's my problem. Yeah. That's J.D. Greer, oh. the head of the Southern Baptist Convention, affirmed, uh, I think it was Karen Swallow, uh, Swallow Pryor's tweet saying, truly. truly. Yep. Um, um, then he walked that back, though, later. Oh, he yeah. absolutely did. Yeah, he, he said, I don't know what to think now. Yeah, he, he says, this is hate, and then later on deleted it and said, this is so frustrating. Uh, frustrating. I love no, that. he said frustrating. Okay, uh, <laughs> this is why I love Doug, what Doug says, Pastor Wilson says. He's like, Proverbs uh, eighteen seventeen is gonna quickly going to become his life verse, yeah. where it says, uh, Proverbs you know eighteen seventeen says, you need to hear both, both sides, sides of the story, story. Yeah. before you yeah. make a judgment on it. One guy sounds like a great... Wait, he, he spins a great story yep. until you hear the other side. You're going to yep. be doing a study on Proverbs, right? Oh, I am. Is Proverbs good. in yep. our Bible? Proverbs is in the Bible. Oh. <laughs> and it gives wisdom for yep. us for life. So those pastors that are talking like this and the, the lady who is a yep. preacher, she they know that that's in the Bible, right? You'd think. Okay. You'd think. But that's the thing is um, the real thing. And, and we're uh, um, thanks to Stephen Wolf, 
had an article at SovereignNations.com yeah. um, covering the evangelical mob. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I think he pointed out that was was spot on. The thing to note is this is like the elites, the evangelical elites. I mean, it's it's understandable that the liberals. Do, we'll do this do. stupid stuff. Okay? Yeah. They don't have a standard. Their yeah. standard is humanism. Their standard is whatever they want, yeah. hate, whatever. Power grab, but whatever. Christians, yeah. we have the Bible. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We have a st- and when the evangelical elites, when the Beth Moores and the Tabidis and the Karen Swallows and the Duke Quans and the J.D. Greers and Ed Stetzer jump on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and yeah, this is horrible. Okay. Step back. Take a breath. Okay. But he says the point is, of course, I mean, there's a bunch of tweets that get deleted, a bunch of stuff gets sure. back, you know, and they back away from it. Sure. But guys, that's our leadership. Yeah. That's our evangelical leadership, which doesn't say, hold on, wait. Yeah. yeah. What are the standards of biblical justice? Do we have two or three witnesses? Do we have the full context? Right, what has right, actually happened? Right. We don't have that. And they just keep on. And these, these evangelical leaders, along. they added fuel to the fire exactly. with sure. all the death threats that these boys received. Well, <clears> the Catholic diocese yeah. had to shut down a worship service one day. Even the Catholic diocese, though, threw the boys under the bus. They Initially, yep. they released a letter saying, we condemn all this, and yep. then they had to go back and apologize yep. for yep. it afterwards. It's so bad. You know, so, I, so bad. I'm a filmmaker, and I use lenses, so a lot of times I talk in the sense of lenses. Can I just, for a second, take out a, a wide-angle zoom, zoom lens mm-hmm. and zoom out? just a little bit and just talk about some things that we are missing, especially the liberals in this. This happens at a March for life and these boys are attacked, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody sees it the wrong way. And they make this argument here and all the liberals are upset that these boys, if you believe their story are actually being mean to this veteran and they're mad. They're calling for their deaths. They're punching their faces mistreating them their addresses because they are being mean to the vet Mm -hmm. and yet the whole purpose for them being there was to say we shouldn't be mean to children in the womb dismember babies and sell (laughs) their parts shouldn't kill little innocent children how do you get off getting mad at what these boys are doing to this vet if it was all true yeah even if it was all true true, where do you get off being mad at these boys for being looking mean at at a vet at that level yeah 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 and then and then not being upset at the very thing of a issue of abortion Mm -hmm. men murder Yep. How do you even skip past that to this? You can't even come over to this conversation yet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you yeah. don't get to have this conversation yeah, yeah. yet. Yeah. You skip past. Yeah. You're, you're straining right. out a net. That's, that's good. <laughs> but, but, yeah. what that te- but what that tells us, though, is that the world is setting the agenda for the and church. And all the yeah. Christians did the exact yeah. same thing. Nobody the, recentered the, the conversation. The world yeah. all bowed at bail, yeah. and all the Christians genuflected. Yeah. And said, all the Christians said, ooh. Yeah. Say, if, if what they did was, let, let's say that the Christians, that they got it wrong, right? Yeah. But do it like this. Let's say that you think these guys are wrong and that what they did was wrong. And let's say I agree with you. But then how much wrong is it for you to be allowing murders in your state? For you to say it's okay for women to kill children in their womb. Even if they got it wrong, I can understand that. But they didn't do that. And 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 biblical justice allows us to have – to, to have just weights and measures yeah. with this stuff. Yeah. And that's what the whole point of eye for eye, tooth for tooth, right. burn for burn, stripe for stripe. The point of right. it wasn't personal vengeance. Smirk for smirk. The, the, the point <laughs> of it, though, is to say you need to study the situation and find out exactly what was done. And yeah. then you respond accordingly. But you're right. You've got babies being murdered by the millions. Misplaced outrage. And, 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 a, and a kid maybe Smirk. smirking disrespectful. Let's say that he called them names. Yeah. Let's just... Let's 
give it to yeah, him. Yeah. But we didn't even know that to but, begin uh, with. But I'm just saying, like, let's, yeah. let's assume that yeah. we actually really thought yeah. that it was right. right. Like, and let's say he walked up to the Indian. That, that you still don't <laughs> yeah. have. Right. Disrespect yeah. and racial prejudice yeah. is still nothing close to the slaughter of innocent babies. You don't have so a leg to stand on. Yeah. You don't yeah. have any morality yeah. to stand really on. Yeah. That's really good. You, you mentioned earlier when we were talking uh, that uh, this is a little bit like the evangelical elites who claim this authority. Oh, Pastor Wilson said that. Okay, so Pastor Wilson. <laughs> yeah. um, it's sort of like the evangelicals predicting the end of the world every five years. Yeah, every yeah. five and, years. And yeah. writing a new book. Hey, buy my new book. The end of the world is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, okay, and they buy it. Yeah. And then the end of the world doesn't come. And they're like, no, 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 no. This time I got it. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. Their and lie the, creates and, more. And it's like, right. stop. Yeah. Stop listening. If if we're this blind, if our evangelical leaders are this blind and they are this quick to jump on the bandwagon, they cannot be trusted to lead us. Mm. Mm. They cannot be trusted to mm. lead us. Let's close this out with Kasia Cortez. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm done. Okay, we're done. I'm done. I'm done. No, she hates, she hates billionaires. OMC. <laughs> no, listen, I'm gonna we give you time. We we need to have a cross politic meeting during this break. Yeah. Um, how, five times for the whole year, are we allowed to talk about Cortez? I think <laughs> yeah. we give ourselves that limit. There's a limit. Twelve lies that hold America captive and the truth that sets us free with Jonathan Walton. We're going to talk about this book with him next on Cross Politics. You don't want to miss this. It's going to be a long show. Get ready. <laughs> Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. Yeah! That was, that was good timing right no, there. it wasn't good. It wasn't? No, it was not good timing at all. There's never a good timing for that. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. We are very grateful to have with us today Jonathan Walton. Jonathan Walton is an acclaimed author, social ethicist, and religious scholar. He's the plumber professor of Christian morals and the PC. Oh, wait, wait. That's what? the other Jonathan Walton. Are you serious? Yep. There's the- two of us. You got a doppelganger? Oh, my uh, gracious. <laughs> Are you we serious? Both, we both, yes, we both wrote books that came out in January. They are both really, really good. You oh. can absolutely check him out. That Where, is too funny. Wh- where's your bio, man? So IVP, I'll send it to you, uh, Toby. Okay. No worries. I can, I can tell you who I am if you want. That's uh, no problem. I'll text it. To, I, wait, I got your bio on Dude, IVP, need, you, IVP's you to, website. That's hilarious. You need the Steve Harvey intro, bro. You can't just come on telling who you are. You gotta. Have, <laughs> You gotta have an introduction and bust we're, through the curtain. We're gonna do on, this. Man. We're gonna do this. You got this? Yep. You send it I just to me? Sent it, I just sent you the bio right there. On uh where's that it at? Awesome. It, it's in your text. Okay, okay, we're gonna do this again. All right, here we go. I, I can't oh, I can't. That's I, that makes me so happy. I mean, if you want if you want him instead, no, I, no, 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 no. Well, maybe, the whole time I thought we were no, no we wrong want, guy. We want the author of twelve lies. Yes, that's what we are, want. Are you the author yes. of twelve lies? <laughs> I I am. Yes. Here we go. Okay, here we do this. Three, two. Oh, man. This is going to be good. I thought, Already. I think we should just roll it. I, I, I actually think that we I want to. Hey, uh, let's just do it. Let's just do this. I think we should just roll it like that. 
That's funny. You should. I think it'd be awesome. Oh, uh, no. We are totally going to do that. Welcome back to Press Logic <laughs> on the Fight Last Beast Network with us on the show today. It's the real. The real Jonathan P. Walton. He's an area ministry director for InterVarsity Christian Fellowship in New York. I'm like, is that right? Is that true, Jonathan? That is that is 1,000%. Awesome. He previously yeah. served for 10 years as director of the New York City Urban Project. He writes regularly for Huffington Post, Medium.com. He's the author of three books of poetry and short stories. Jonathan's work, Fighting Human Trafficking, has been featured in the Christian Post, New York Daily News, and King Culture. He's been named one of Christianity Today's 33 Under 33. I don't know what that is, but that's probably wow. awesome. Uh, won a Young Christian Leaders World Changer Award and was honored as one of New York's new abolitionists. He's a member of New Life Fellowship and lives with his wife, daughter, and a dog in New York City. And he's the author, brand new book, coming out soon, 12 Lies That Hold America Captive and the Truth That Sets Us Free. Jonathan, thanks for being on Cross Politic. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. It's out right now. You can get it. Okay. Um, if it's not sold out where you're at, because it's sold out in a lot of places, but I hope wow. people will grab it. Awesome. Wow. Well, so Jonathan, start off, first of all, by just telling us why did you write this book and why these particular 12 lies? Yeah, well, I'll tell you that the first time I wrote the book, it was because I was mad oh. and nobody <laughs> and no one read it. Like okay. it didn't get picked up. It was just, you know, me processing my own emotional unhealth. Then I went to New Life, <laughs> okay. met Peace Cazero, changed my life, emotional healthy spirituality. And I was still angry, but what I actually realized is that I was grieved by what I saw Jesus to be portrayed as versus the Jesus that I was meeting in Scripture and met at Columbia University in a Bible study when he called me out of pornography and sex addiction into his kingdom. And so um, I think I wrote this book because I realized I needed to be discipled out of what I call in the book white American folk religion and into a biblical picture of Jesus. And so these 12 lies, I think, um, are the, the air that we breathe in post-colonialized, like downstream enlightenment, like Western kind of thought. And it's perpetuated all over the world because I teach thousands of students from all over the world. And we all or they all want to seek life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that is often at odds with taking up your cross, denying yourself, and following Jesus. And so that's why I wrote the book. All right. So this is a critique of American Christianity, white uh, folk American Christianity, as you say. Um, it's got a crazy kind of fun uh, cover. My, my daughter actually saw it this morning on the breakfast table and was like, Dad, I don't understand that cover. And and so I, was, I actually started explaining to her. I was like, well, look, he's like, you know, he's kind of doing the Pledge of Allegiance maybe, but he's blinded. And, you know, so I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. But um, yeah, And deaf. There's no ears, too. Oh, there you go. I didn't notice he that. He who has ears, let him hear. Yeah. I, I, noticed, are, I noticed that. You saw that? Because Gabe's got, he's deaf in one ear, so he, he totally, he identifies with that. Yep. Um, now, oh, you have to have a, a transcendent standard, Jonathan, to critique anything. You have to have a standard to judge something by and so yes if you're critiquing america and american christianity folk christianity white christianity whatever um what would you say is your standard for judging mm -hmm. american christianity yeah so first i would say i wouldn't call it christianity i call it something else okay I, folk which religion. is why i say like folk religion and i think all of us have that like i grew up in black folk religion yeah but black folk religion is not what everybody practices Wait. all over the world is like it's just not 
right? I'm offended um, by that, Jonathan. <laughs> I, I did not consider that black folk religion that I grew up in. I'm offended. You, you, you are entitled to your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, you know, I think the uh, I think my standard was Acts one through seven. Mm. That was kind of what I was looking at. Um, and so if I if I run my life through an Acts one through seven filter, would I still come out a disciple? Or would I come out a Roman citizen who actually worships Caesar? Like, would I come out like a person like centered on Jesus or would I come out like orienting my life around sexuality? Like what would happen? Would I orient my, would I come out like pre Peter when he's like a bigot and doesn't actually want Gentiles to know Jesus and I would build those same walls or would I actually say, you know what, Stephen, you're, you should actually lead this church because you're full of wisdom and full of the spirit, you know? Mm. So, Mm. So just Acts one through seven would be it, yeah. So Joe only Acts one through seven. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more because I mean Luke, right? It acts as an extension of Luke's letter to Theophilus about the Bible. So I would say like the Gospel of Luke into Acts would kind of be the the lens. So, so yeah. I, I guess I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna take a rabbit trail real quick. Do you think that Peter was That's a fine. Christian while he was still kind of acting his his weird kind of funky way? Did you still consider him a Christian at that point? So I think all of us are actually like Peter and Paul, like Abraham pimped out his wife. David was a rapist, right? Like yeah, Moses sure. was an angry, murderous person, right? Like the, all of us actually, you know, we don't do what we want to do. We want to do what we don't do. We, like someone deliver us from this body of death. We're constantly being reformed right, in Christ. Right. And so I think, um, yeah. Peter like, followed Jesus, just like Jonathan Edwards wrote terrible things. Right. Martin Luther wrote terrible things. Martin Luther King slept around a lot. Like the reality is, I think we live in the tension, and Jesus knows who's saved. And one day, I hope He calls my name. Right. Hey, amen. You know? Well, yeah, yeah. Amen. But so then you would say that white American folk religion, you you wouldn't consider that Christianity, but wouldn't it be kind of like the early parts of maybe Peter? Yeah. So it's a condemnation of the ideals, not people. Still Christian, but. Not function well, how well, it should, no, right? A condemnation of the ideas, sure. Not individuals, so, right? You, yeah. So I don't actually know if Franklin Graham is a Christian. Jesus can work that out, right? I don't actually know if you or I are followers of Jesus, but I want to work my salvation out I got with fear you. and trembling. I got you. Pressing towards sanctification all the time. How, does that how make does, sense? How does that fit? With, sure, I, I hear you. But how does that fit with yeah. um, some of the strong, strong um, statements? So you know, you you just quoted Romans seven a minute ago. Um, you know, deliver me from yeah. this body of sin. But then Romans yeah. 8, Romans 9, um, Paul yeah. says, who shall separate me from the love of God? You know, well, famine, yes. tribulation, you know, life, death, things to come. Um, he says, nothing can separate me from the love of God. So he, he str true. struggles yeah. with sin, but yet he's got a lot of confidence that he belongs to Jesus and nothing can take him away. Absolutely. Right. So at the same time, we hold these things in tension, right? Like Isaiah said, the arm of the Lord is not too short to save yet, right? I think all of us, like, are loved by God. Like, it is possible for all of us to be made in the image of God, Genesis 127. But it's also possible for all of us not to be his children, Ephesians 2 and 3, sure. right? So I think we hold those things in tension. Like, I believe in my in my bones that I know Jesus and he knows me. Right. But are you familiar with— are you familiar with uh, covenant theology, Jonathan? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Uh, you could feel free to expound upon it because there are lots of people who might listen to this who don't usually listen to your show, so break it down for them. Yeah, so I'm thinking about covenant theology and the idea that so so beginning after the fall, uh, 
God promises the seed of the woman will crush the seed of the serpent, Genesis 3.15. Um, that yep. promise is reiterated to Abraham. Abraham, God calls to be his, 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 uh, his covenant people, him and his descendants and his seed after him. And that, that's traced mm-hmm. down through the nation of Israel and it's renewed with David and so on. And, and ultimately is yeah. fulfilled in Jesus who establishes a new covenant with God's people. Um, my, my point in asking it is it seems like covenant theology is, gives us language to describe, I think, what you're trying to get at with that tension language. It's the idea that um, God has a people who are his. Mm-hmm. In the Old Covenant, they were yes. marked out by circumcision and the sacrifices and so forth. And mm-hmm. in the New Covenant, yeah. they're marked out by baptism and the Lord's Supper and the preaching of the gospel. But within the covenant, of course, each individual person has to be regenerated, has to be born again, become a child of God in, in fact, in reality, so you can be Part of, you know, so in Romans, Paul says not all Jews are really Jews. Right. Uh, you can be mm-hmm. circumcised on the outside, so you're Jewish uh, culturally and covenantally, but you have to be, you have to have mm-hmm. your heart circumcised to be a real Israelite, to be a real child of God. Is, is that what you're trying to get at? I think you just like paraphrase InterVarsity's <laughs> orthodoxy. Yes, all that, right? Because <laughs> so I guess, I think, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I think what's helpful, particularly because, like, I'm, I I spend an insane amount of time with people who have never been in a church, mm-hmm. right? But they show up on a campus and they're like, who is Jesus, right? So covenant theology makes no sense to them. Denominations don't make any sense. But what sure. we try to do is say, who is Jesus? Now let's look at the rest of the world through his life, death, and resurrection, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I think, yes, covenant theology, great way to explain it. Um, great way to break it down. The difference is the context that I'm usually in, the folks that I'm usually talking to are increasingly unchurched, increasingly biblically illiterate, and have no context for denominational or orthodoxy at all, mm. right? And yeah. so the door that this book, hopefully, that people will walk through will, will not be um, the, the door into a denomination, but it will actually be a door in to an encounter with Jesus. Mm. And so that, that, that personal relational systemic stuff that you're talking about, that regeneration, I think, happens in a personal relational systemic way where everything is renewed. Sure. And you're right that, like, there is a personal renewal, and then we push things out that way. Right. Okay. Um, then you become part of the so, body yeah. of Christ and part of the covenant okay. of people right. of God. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. Jonathan, help me out with something here, because I, 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 my head spent a little bit in your book. So I, I'm reading along. There's a lot no of things. Worries. <laughs> and, and I think you were assuming that because you said, hey, don't don't quit now. You were kind of encouraging me not to quit. So but I wanted to ask yeah. you. Go ahead. Everybody's messed up. Everybody. Every community jacked up. Don't like, assume that about yes, me. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, um, chapter, uh, page, I think it's page 17, right? Like the lower uh-huh. right hand side of the page. You said instead of being made in the image of God, we live in the shadows of the image of the Mount Rushmore. Uh, the men are transformed yes. into mythical figures. Our freedom then yes. is not afforded by the blood of Jesus, but by the blood of soldiers who took and defended our right to liberty. Woo. Our fathers yes. is not Yahweh, but a non-specific creator, and the Bible is replaced by the Constitution. Um, instead yes. of the Ten Commandments, we have the first ten amendments, known as the Bill of Rights. The law and the leaders, um, the law and our leaders, not the Messiah, will set us free because we trust in our representatives and equate the presidency with our Savior. Dude, that's some powerful words. And so I, I was wondering. I, it sounds like you're saying that we should be using instead of the Constitution as our standard, we should be using the Bible as our standard. Is that right? Is that what you're arguing yeah. for? Hey, man. Yes, that is that is it all the time. Like, 
I think we have to understand, like, the invitation to follow Jesus is to be an activist. Like, it's impossible to disconnect your activism from your faith in Jesus. Because mm. Romans 12 says, do not be conformed to the patterns of the world, be mm -hmm. transformed by the renewing of our mind, right? Yeah. Like, and the reality is, like, if we're going to do that, like, if we're going to follow Jesus, then you are going to be inherently resistant to the cultures of sexism or, like, rampant sexuality, that orientation, militarism, racism, and materialism. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's what, like, you talked about before we recorded, like, New York City is tripping, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all those things are at work all the time. Let's worship militarism. Let's worship nationalism. Let's worship, like, let's worship something else, right? And Jesus is firmly saying, no, no, friend, like, Bow down to me. Okay, right? so so this Basically is so so, yeah. the, so I kept going because I was I when you said that I was like oh me and him we we working together on this one <laughs> like I, I, I I'm about to send you a cash app offering but hey but, man I, I, I will receive it. <laughs> <laughs> but bro you, you all got, of, yeah all of, yeah sorry all, all of the proceeds of the book are going to plant Bible studies in New York City like mm. that's what's gonna happen so right. so please feel free <laughs> but I gotta I gotta go to your next page where I had to take my offering back. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. So page okay. 18, you go and say the goal and, and intention of the, de of the Declaration of Independence um, sit in mm -hmm. opposition to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay? Yes. So the totality mm -hmm. of Scripture does not endorse the marriage of God and country or the establishment, development, or practices of any country in the name of Jesus. The United States cannot be yep. a Christian nation because God's plan for redemption does not include a nation state and the beliefs and practices of white American folk religion are opposed to the arc of scripture. Bro, yes. I was trying to figure out how you write these two like back to back on the same page. How then are you able to judge um, America if you're not expecting it to be run by a Christian practice? Because I think if you, if you go further in the book, I don't know if you made it that far. Oh, I made it pretty <laughs> far. <laughs> so if there's a juxtaposition, because the, the book progresses, right? So chapter one sets up the idea, like America is, is the first place where people were not put together by faith, were not put together by a common ethnic identity, were not put together by a common cultural narrative. We were invited into something. So in Ghana, where I guess my people came from, I went down into the water when they washed me before they put my folks on ships i went down as whatever my name was and i came up a slave right mm -hmm. i came up something different when my folks came to virginia like i wasn't ashanti or Igbo or yoruba or wherever my people were from i was a nigger mm -hmm. right like we have to understand like when when people came to america and the people who were here first, they were adopted into a different ideology, a different system, a different structure, right? There's um, De Las Casas was a Jesuit priest who owned slaves, right? And there's a book called The Inconstancy of the Indian Soul. So we're literally trying to say, well, everybody below the equator and like where people get dark, they're not people. So let's remake them into the image of Europe. But, but the, the question is, is I, yeah, go the, ahead. The question is, if, if the Bibles are standard, um, yeah. sh shouldn't the Bible be fit to replace our nation's fallen and um, ill-equipped constitution? It would be if that was the goal of God. Because Peter comes to Jesus and says, is now the time to, to, to overthrow Rome and reestablish our nation state, our government? Our, and Jesus doesn't say that. <laughs> well, he says, go out bro. and make disciples. Well, disciples of right? what? Disciples, exactly. Disciples of what? 
Yeah, so... Nations, well, no, 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 answer the question. <laughs> what did Jesus say? Make disciples of what? What did he say? Every he nation. Yeah, but that word nation is ethnos. That word nation is not state. The way we think about nation, the way we think about people groups is actually downstream of what we live in. It's not downstream of where, like, the translations and stuff that are so there. So if we... Make success, disciples of these people. But what happens... It doesn't say set up governments and systems and structures. But what happens when, let's let's say you bring the you bring the gospel to an ethnos, you, you bring the yes. gospel to a nation of people, and what when, when they believe, if we've d- successfully discipled them such that they begin to obey Jesus... How do they then? Or, how do they organize themselves as a nation? I think I think we organize ourselves as churches. But so so it, no state, no state at all. The family of Jesus, and then people are. We reflect our values as best as we can. Are you an don't anarchist? Impose the things that God is inviting us into. It's an invitation, not a command. Oh sure, but but in uh, Romans thirteen, Paul says that God has established civil authorities to punish. But you have to. So those chapters, right, were put in by people later, and we actually have to read the entire letter to Rome as one piece, right? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yes. So, so, no, 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 so no, no, Paul, no. Paul didn't write Romans 13? <laughs> well, that's – so I'm not saying that Paul didn't write it. I'm saying Paul wrote the whole thing. So similarly to Ephesians, we're like, wives, submit to your husbands. And we stop, We start at chapter five. We actually have to look at one, two, three, four, and five as one text. Sure, sure. Right? It's a letter. So Amen. similarly, yeah. We ha- yeah, we have to look at Romans 12 in yep. light of yep. Romans 13. Be and transformed. Continuing on, yep, be right? transformed. So I, I think what we end up doing is text jacking. Where we're like, hey, I, I actually like this system. Let me go find the scripture that, that fits it. And I'm guilty of that, too. I talk about it in the First book, of all, I like right? that word, text jacking. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to text jack that from you. That's good. Because I like that word. Well, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, that's fine. But, but here's the thing. Yeah. At the end, so let's read Romans 12 into Romans 13. At the end of Romans 12, it says, do not take vengeance. Leave, yes. leave vengeance to the Lord. And then if you keep reading, so we, we're to do good to our enemies, bless those who persecute us personally. Yes. But then you keep reading yep. and Paul says, but God has established all authorities. And one of those authorities he's established is the civil authority that God's given the sword to punish evildoers. And so part of the point is that Paul's saying is we don't have to take personal vengeance. We should not take personal vengeance because God has established civil authorities who get justice. It's a limited justice in this world. But it's how God actually establishes justice in this world is that he establishes Christian civil magistrates who study the Bible and then actually judge justly. So so that would be great if if justice, the same justice in the New Testament, the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures and all that stuff was the justice that we know. OK, but criminal justice is not what he's talking about. But he said a sword, sword. So sword. I, to punish evildoers. Yeah. So who is doing evil, right? Because if we like someone who I, murders, I wonder what it looks like for the sword to come on folks who actually do evil. Well, yeah. Sex trafficking well, well, is think, a good example. I, I think I think that you're a Christian, but, so you would you would argue the fact yeah. that the people who stole man, if you argued that say man stealing is wrong, which I believe you believe, right? Man stealing is absolutely wrong. Man stealing? Yeah, slave uh, slave Traffic? masters. Yeah, slave masters Tra- yeah, who slave, stole. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. man yeah. stealing is wrong. You shouldn't steal another human being. That's wrong, right? So you would yeah. say the people so, who steal another human being, what would you say the biblical punishment for that would be? So I think the biblical punishment for them would be redemption. 
Yeah, that's, that's but, not a punishment. But, but, no, no, wait, wait. But I want to ask you. <laughs> but, so, I, wait, wait, hold so punish, on a second, the Jonathan. Biblical punishment, the biblical punishment for people who don't follow Jesus is eternal separation from God. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. But, right? I, but the, here's the deal. Yeah. I also believe that the civil magistrate should not allow people to steal other human beings, right? And so if the civil that, magistrate... So, that, I would have loved that. Yeah, so, so also, yeah. Isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't it also our responsibility as Christians to say, listen, civil magistrate, you should not allow people to steal other human beings, and those people who steal other human beings should be put to death. And it is your job, according to the Bible, the to standard of the Scripture, put them to, death. to put them to death who are stealing other humans. In right? Jesus' name. So, so the sta- so I would say the standard of the totality of Scripture does not endorse the death penalty, mass incarceration, and cruel abuse and violence. I don't ah. actually think that's true. So then, the people who killed Eric Garner, the officer who killed Eric Garner, they shouldn't be put to death. No. So that so so that I think our quote unquote criminal justice system, Michael Foucault talks about this in his treaties on punishment. What we are actually trying to do is get vengeance. No, no, no. That's actually like that's actually what's happening. But that's that's what that's what Romans thirteen says for the civil government to do is actually enact biblical civil vengeance on the death penalty. But that like so that I'm no. I don't. That so when when sense. the Bible talks about that, if a man <laughs> spills a person's blood, then by man's blood shall his be spilt. Right? You don't believe that? Bible but Je- but Jesus, what does he say to the Roman centurion that stabs him in the side? What does Stephen say when he's being stoned? What does Paul like? The reality is like. Well, that'd be individual vengeance. That would be. In, that's not. They aren't civil authorities. That'd be individual vengeance. There, they aren't supposed to respond with. With, so, with so, their use, own vengeance. Use the example of uh, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, that just signed this bloodbath of a bill yeah. uh, in, into law in your state. If if yeah. he were a God-fearing man, I mean, I mean the, ultimately it comes down to, does it matter whether he signs it or not? Does the, I does personally, the, does the, right, the, so I'm going to break that, I'm going to break that up into three circles, okay. personal, relational, and systemic, right? So Andrew Cuomo, like, in the operations that we have that operate in America right now, what happened that we talk about abortion as if it is primarily a systemic problem. When in reality, it's the frontiers of abortion are actually in the most intimate relationships when a man and a woman come together to create a child. Planned Parenthood's all over the nation. I think that strategically the way to end abortions is to what make them legal or not. The way that we do that is actually to love our brothers and sisters who are trying to live in unreconciled relationship to like unreconciled relationship to each other. Shouldn't we be working for both? Where the question can be: Should we abort or not? Should we? Hey, should, that, Jonathan, should we? we shouldn't we be working for both? Subversive church in Acts that we are having this conversation at a quote-unquote high level, which is, I think, a product of white American folk religion. If I just make the right rules and think rightly, then I will do right. No, that's, that's a straw man. That's straw man, So yeah. here, here, Jonathan. Sure, sure. Ask, no, me... we, we agree with you on that, Jonathan. We, we agree that it's it's not just... There? Hello? Oh, no wonder. Dad gimmick. Are you guys there? Here, ch- call him right back. Yeah. Um, no wonder he couldn't hear us. Oh. <laughs> so, He's going. Because the, the, the thing I want to add, when you get him back, I want to ask him, yeah. you know, so then, do you even think that abortion itself should be illegal? Yeah. Well, I was just all I was asking, all the, I was asking was just the 
just the sheer, if you find yourself in a position. Oh, man. Hey, we're back. Here we go. We're back. So, we, we heard you, but you couldn't hear us. Yeah. So, you, you're, oh, you're, uh, all your, th- everything you we, heard was clear. So we, we heard you just fine. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Where did I stop? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> you're, you're fine. You're fine. It was, you're good. We got you. The thing that we wanted to say, though, was that um, we actually agree that um, yeah. we, we shouldn't just be, like, making laws at some high level and then and then just twiddling our thumbs and doing nothing. Like, we agree that it has to be a holistic approach. That uh, we, we lost him. Uh, we lost him again. Mm. Oh, what man. What's going on? Drop calls. I know. The prince and power of the airwaves. Yeah. <laughs> right, when this this is, is. right when this is getting good. We, we got to. Oh, man. I, I, Jonathan. It's got to be in New York. I think Jonathan is hanging up on us on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Jonathan, you okay. back? We, yes. We should not just be making laws. Right. 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 So, so I, we agree on that. My point was just this. Uh, my question was just this. If a Christian man or woman yep. finds themselves yep. as the governor of a state, should they yep. sign the law? So here's what I think. There's a great book called Left, Right, and Christ. Lisa Sharon Harper and Oz Guinness. Right? We know Oz. We they, had him on they, the show. We interviewed Oz. Yeah. 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 He's a great guy. I've talked like that. They talk about abortion, gay marriage, death penalty climate change and war both of them are christians and they have different positions sure but i'm just asking you me personally absolutely not i wouldn't sign the bill why but do you think any christians would sign it i think that each person right has to take responsibility for what is downstream of the actions that they have Okay, but, if but I but, I cannot I can try to hold them accountable, influence them, all those things. But I but, cannot. But Jonathan, the question is, why would you not sign it? I would not sign it because if I think for me, like I have a process on how I think about these things called the four P's: prayer. It's called the, it's called the Bible. Purchasing. Yeah. Well, I. So that's for that's me, why you know, would not sign it is because you're a Christian and you read the Bible. <laughs> but so. So the, the the hard thing about reading is that after reading there's interpretation, and before that it was a translation. So we're actually reading someone else's interpretation of it's, what they read. It's right? not that so complicated. That's how we end up in terrible. We, no, we have we right? have the manuscripts. It, it, the we have Im- the original. The it's not of, complicated. The image I, of God is not that complicated, Jonathan. It's the image I, of listen, God. I firmly agree with you. Yeah. I think the issue after that is my condemnation of other people. But what if what if right? this law? Imagine for a second. But, Imagine for a second that Andrew Cuomo was on the verge of passing a law that would allow for um, the slave trade to continue in America. We have laws that do that right now. Yes, the prison system. But do you think those laws should well, be on the books? Should, I, I think, if you're a Christian, think, should you work to overturn yeah. them? I'm working to overturn those laws all the time. Like, that's part of what I do. Yeah, right. That's evangelism. Right? Right. You're doing that on the ground level. Evangelism. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. No, no, no. Systemic as well, right? Yeah. For, like, advocating for policies. I personally don't think, though, that advocating against certain policies will actually bring the systemic change we long for. Yeah, I think, again, we agree that there's a full-orbed approach to this. You know, husbands yeah. need to love their yeah. wives. Children need to obey their parents. Wives need to submit to yeah, their husbands. Slaves need to uh, uh, obey their masters, you know? And masters <laughs> so need to be good. I, y'all, y'all can hold on to all that. We can't digest all those passages right there, but go ahead. But, but <laughs> okay, so we have way more disagreement than probably we thought. <laughs> so, well, but, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's disagreement. I think what happens is, like, there's nuance to all the stuff that we're talking about. Sure. And so, like... 
if I have a non-Christian student or an LGBTQIA plus person or someone listening to this, what I hope they hear is that Jesus is for them. Yes. No, but no, that's it. Not for person, them. The quote unquote, if they want to remain in their sins, all those people hear what we're saying and they're like, you know what? I can keep listening. That's my hope. But, but there's hope for them outside of their sin. In their sin, they face the wrath and judgment of Jesus. And so our hope Absolutely. for them is that they can yeah. repent of their sins, repent of their homosexuality, repent of their man selling, man stealing, abortion, and come to Jesus because he will forgive. But there's also yes, but th- that's th- there's no but to that, brother. What you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. So that I, so again, personal, relational, systemic. Let's push it out, right? Because I don't actually think that people are consciously saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm a Christian, but 75% of women and men will live together before they get married." Right. That's a submission to white American folk religion and and culture defining sexuality. Right. There's a like, but it's also just but it's also just a sin against the living God. Right. It it, it is. I, I agree with you. I think what we have to do, though, is contextualize it under a system. So that people are able to think about personal and relational and systemic. If you're referring to the system as the word of God, then I agree with you on that. I'm sorry, say it again. If you're referring to the system as the word of God, then yes. But see, also, I am not talking about the system as the word of God. I'm talking about what what Paul says, the powers and principalities. I I, I get, Jonathan, I actually, I know what you're saying. I think the point of, I I get what you're saying, that sin builds structures and sinful people build sinful cultures and sinful cultures reinforce sin. Yes, right? all that. Right okay, yep. but our point is just to say, but the, the power of the gospel comes at those sinful systems just straight up the middle. And I, and I think one of the ways we do um, injustice, actually, to people who are enslaved by these systems is we, we, we use kid gloves on them. We're being soft. Well, We're I, saying it's nuanced and it's really complicated. And I want to say, you know what? The way Jesus and the apostles came in, Paul walks into Athens and says, you know what this is? It's an idol. And yeah. the idol can't save you. This sexual identity you have is an idol. It can't save you. This abortion is an idol. This is murder. It's sin. It's a front. And yeah, there are systems of slavery that keep people down. But Jesus just comes right in and just takes a sledgehammer to it and says, I died for all these sins to set you free. Come on out. So you're right. He takes a sledgehammer to the system. He does not take a sledgehammer to the woman at the well, a sledgehammer to Peter, a sledgehammer to Matthew, a sledgehammer to tax collectors, a sledgehammer to Caesar. I mean, to Pontius Pilate. He doesn't do that. So what we want to do, I think, is take a sledgehammer to a system without actually investing in the relationships with people who are perpetuating the violence that we want to stop. No, no, so no, let me, so no, let me, no we're, so, we're on this. I mean, I, I, I think we're going to take yeah. we're going to be we're going to be friends with these yeah, people. Well, it depends on what sphere we're talking well, about. No, so, Jonathan, well, no, hold on, hold, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Because he said we're going to be friends with these people. And I actually don't think many Christians want to be friends I, with people I, I with who that. perpetuate injustice. Well, well, it depends. But I'm not going to be friends with their injustice. I, I'm not, a, I'm not right. allowed to love the world and the things of the world. But I will, be friends with yes. these, I will be friends with these people and I will say, brother, I love you. You need to repent of your effeminacy. Brother, I love so, you. You need to you need to repent of these sins and come on over to my house and let's talk about it some more. The gospel does that. The gospel of America does not. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I get that. I mean, yeah. I think there are there are aspects of the American quote unquote gospel. Um, yeah, yeah, that it's that are not good news. Absolutely, absolutely, and it leaves people in their sins. Well, I get it. The problem though is, I think sometimes the flip side is people react to that American folk religion. And they want to 
oh, just nuance everything up. And they don't end up actually landing the blow. They don't actually say like Jesus did, which was go and sin no more. Yeah. Also, too. So I think that's because of a lack of discipleship, because I don't think Christians do that. We don't come at things straightforward. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely don't. I don't like, think anybody called out. I don't think Christians did a good job calling out Barack Obama and his abortion policies. I don't think I think right. Christians spend more time actually calling out Trump right now than they spend any energy calling out Barack Obama. I think Christians well, spend well, so far a, more time trying to nuance scriptures the before about. they even turn around to call Como out for repentance. Yeah. <laughs> I, right? I think so. I think right. There's there's a couple layers there, right? Like the resistance, quote unquote, to Obama was louder in other circles, right? And the resistance, quote unquote, to Trump is louder. In like from the circles. media, well, from churches, from pastors. Well, there's 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 truth to that. I mean, there's different. There are different circles that. That, sh- that shoot yeah. off bigger nukes for different things, but I sure. But I still think people gave a big pass to Barack mm-hmm. because he was black. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, listen, man, America thought that Barack Obama was the pill, right? Right. And that, and like, let me take a field slave and put him in the house, right? <laughs> let me like let's just put him there, and then that will pacify fix all everything. the interest mm-hmm. groups, and we keep on yeah. doing what we're doing. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Hey, we, amen. We still exactly. supported. Yeah. We still deported more people under the Obama administration before yep. any administration before that, yep. right? We still dropped True. more bombs and more shadow wars. Like all of the injustice yep. continued. It just had a face of color on it. Yeah. Right. So make everybody say, and we, we yeah. gave, like we gave the illusion of something happened. And here's what I, and here's why I start out the book with Obama is because Obama, I think was the clearest picture of America looking for a shallow Messiah. Oh man! Oh yeah, that's good, Jonathan. That, that's good. Yeah, we can right? amen that. Give him an organ. Jonathan would not pass a law that would end abortion. So Jonathan wouldn't pass a law that would end slavery. He gets I, wait, no, no organ. No, I would. I would. <laughs> I, don't think I, I would. He would personally I sign it. I yes, but I don't think I get elected in New York. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but you know, one of the things that I was going through your book and um, I was trying yeah. to find where you actually dealt with some of the. And I, I honestly, man, I've gotten further in your book than I thought I would with the time that we had, but I wasn't able to finish everything yet. I'm going to, but no I, I didn't find any place in there where you actually were dealing with abortion um, in the book. And I was, I thought it would be chapter four. When was it? Chapter four, the lie that um, all men are created equal. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But so is there somewhere here, else in the book where you actually dealt with the issue of abortion? I'm trying to think. I've, I mention it in the book. I yeah. don't break it all down. Yeah. But I mention it. Yeah. And so I mentioned like the. So here, here's if you think about a bullseye, right? Yeah. A bullseye. So the center group for me that I was targeting is quote unquote Christian activists, mm. right? That's the target group. And the reason is because I think. Many of my students, right, thousands of university students, quote-unquote young people, all that stuff, right, we actually don't have a strong picture of who Jesus is and sure. seeing our culture through a lens of the gospel, right? Yeah. And so that's the target. The second group out of that is all of the people that condemn those activists so they can actually have a conversation about who Jesus is. So there's discussion questions at the end of each chapter. There's like modules and stuff in the back to create constructive dissonance so people can actually get to know one another. So that the conversation about abortion has happened after you know where this person's from, well, who their mama is, what background they have, what's important to them. So you can actually turn this person into an individual as opposed to a straw man for an issue where angry about but, but jonathan would you do the same thing with like the ku klux klan 
yes, I have conversation with white supremacist students. Okay. Because if they like, and here's the thing, right? Then we're going to have a course called Emotionally Healthy Activists from March to April. And it's going to be online. And people can sign on and we're running modules. Like, because that's what I'm probably going to do the next three to five years. Because the reality is, as long as I need something from someone, if I need approve, approval from a woman, as I engage with patriarchy and the Me Too movement, if I need approval from an undocumented person as I engage with immigration, if I need approval from white people for being a black person in a white space, as long as I need approval from people, I can't love them. So when I sit down with a white supremacist, I don't need their approval. Sure. I can just love them. Yeah, sure. I, I, right? felt, I felt like, though, I mean, I, I get what you're doing. I understand what you're doing. But, I, but what's, I, what's your feeling? I, you said I felt like. Yeah, yeah I thought. felt, like, I felt like you felt when you were fit, sitting in the church. And after the yeah. whole Trayvon Martin issue and you were sitting in the church yeah, yeah. and you didn't hear anybody pray for the, the Martin family and say, God, you know, this family mm-hmm. just lost a child. And, and you were bothered yeah. by that. You were you were upset about that. The fact that you were in a sound like you were in a majority white church and you didn't want to be the only brother in there to say, hey, God bless the Trayvon Martin family. Everybody's like, yep, the Negro has always care about the Negroes. And, and so <laughs> I, I, but at the same time, I felt like you're bringing up the numbers when it comes to black men and Indians killed by the police are, and then we have these huge yep. numbers of black people who are being killed by themselves when it comes to the issue of abortion and i felt like you did well like with this issue being so big how come you didn't use what you already have in your white brothers it seems like you have a, a, a way to get them to understand your position because of the issue of abortion they can see that why wouldn't you use something so plain and simple to get swing them towards your your position and it's like you just kind of left that so, out there and i was just kind of like i felt like you did like why don't why didn't you bring that up and the, I biggest like, atrocity. the biggest atrocity biggest atrocity and i feel like that with what you just told me you want me to give you more mm-hmm. grace than you gave your brothers in that church mm. so so let's there's a lot to unpack there right so mm. when you say the biggest atrocity i think all of us have things that we believe are the biggest i got some numbers you want to hear right? them <laughs> well i so i mean it's we the biggest atrocity about, wait you want to talk it, numbers? It is a big atrocity, but no, here's no, no. the thing: sixty-one, almost sixty-one I, million. Jonathan, you want to you want some numbers? How so, about those? We can. Th- I can throw out human trafficking numbers. I can throw out persecution numbers. Like we could talk about numbers. I, they're nowhere day. close. They're nowhere close to sixty-one million. Jonathan, there are a hundred million slaves in India, but they still got their lives. There, but, are you are you trying to apply the a, Bible standards to another nation in India? There are a hundred. We can throw out numbers all day, right? I am saying that what I chose to do, particularly with abortion and it being the quote unquote biggest issue, I think that is the biggest issue in conservative evangelicalism. Mm. I think that's the quote unquote biggest issue in some streams of the black church. I think, but I do not think that's the biggest issue to my wife's church family who is Chinese and Korean, right? Like, I, I actually, so for me, if I was going to talk about abortion, I have to talk about eugenics. I have to talk Absolutely. about Absolutely. Like, the, the, the argument Singer. between W.E.B. Du Bois and yep. Booker mm-hmm. T. Washington. Yeah, I, have yeah. to, like, I have to do that. Yeah, and I yeah. think the reality was if this book is going to, to create helpful conversations, I don't think I could do the emotional discipleship to allow people to engage in that conversation fully. Hmm. Wow! Because it's, I think it's fundamentally, particularly with some issues, it's more emotional than it is 
I'm talking about indigo and two people having a conversation, yeah. not a, you, you're having an emotional reaction to yes. an atrocity I, as large as the boys. That's not what I'm talking about. I, I get, I'm talking about when the yeah. conversation, I, like I want to be able to equip people to have redemptive, constructive dissonance yeah. conversation. I think I understand what you're, you I think yeah. I understand what you're trying to do, Jonathan. I, and I yep. appreciate it at the same time. I think what you're doing is going to get played. I think the the it could the broader narrative I think you're going to get I think what you're trying to do is going to get played because you're standing in a current that's pulling way way hard and when a Christian says I think I'll pull back on this enormous injustice I'm going to pull back cuz I don't think we're ready to have that conversation yet the 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 liberal progressive project just trundles right along and they're happy to have a Christian who says oh I want to have careful conversations who won't actually stand up and say this is wicked. This is unjust. So, and we need to so apply the gospel the, to it now. Yeah. So flip that around. Right. And replace abortion with immigration and replace abortion with mass incarceration and place replace abortion with inequality. Right. Well, like, that's where biblical I law comes in. We can have that conversation with biblical the other way. Yeah. But but Jonathan, actually, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think yeah. I, I think our point, though, is that that's why we need to go back to Scripture, all of the Bible. Genesis to Revelation, yeah. and this goes back to what we were yeah. talking about at the beginning, uh, and we need our standard to be Scripture. And I think the fact that you're 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 starting to pull punches and saying, uh, you know, I don't believe in the death penalty, you just wait, you just threw out the Bible. Wait. So the death penalty, as instituted in America, is not the death penalty that Jesus and the Gospel of the Church actually call for, right? I'm what I believe firmly is that I cannot exchange the kingdom of God for America. Yeah. So American exceptionalism, sure. the, the lie 11, that we're the greatest nation on the earth, I think that's a lie. I also think that when we say biggest, what we're actually doing is thrusting our cultural narrative onto the systemic sin. Do, do you think, so Jonathan, if, I'm sorry, do you, think, do you think America should reflect the kingdom of God? I think the individual should reflect the kingdom of God. So the and if, Amer if, if there are systems and structures that look more like the kingdom, blessed be the name of the Lord. But we should never worship those systems and structures. No, no, no one's saying, no one saying to worship No, them. no, we shouldn't worship We're them. saying that they should be the laws of our king. But they should be obedient no, to what, Jesus. I, I don't know if, this, this is the through line, okay? I want I'll turn this our, war, I want our world to be the reflection of the kingdom of God as best they possibly can. Sure. At the same time, what I don't want to have happen is if that starts to happen, we stop discipling people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of we course. Stop, like, no, no, we, we get we there because of say, discipleship, well, country, though. We, but wait, we start to say this country is a little bit better and that one over there is a shithole. Right? No, but no, but, but there's a conflation. Well, some um, countries that, are shitholes. There's a conflation of values. Yeah. But, but Jonathan, the church sends missionaries because they are horrible, not because they're good. But, <laughs> that's but what wait, we're fighting listen, for. Th there are more followers of Jesus in the developing world than in the quote unquote developing. Uh, yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. But that's not what we're arguing, right? though, Jonathan. Yeah. And, and like, and if we're going to talk about missionaries, like the reality is, I don't think that you can call people from the United States missionaries. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to break this down. I wrote a piece. I wrote a piece for Urbana, the largest missions conference in the world, sending out 75% of the United States missionaries for the last 80 years. Right? That's who I work for. So the reality is, 
the students, the young people that are being sent out, if they were going to be missionaries, they'd have to know who sent them. And a lot of people that we are sending don't have a transcendent relationship with the Father. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. The second thing is they have to know a message. And most people who fly out of the United States are not equipped to actually minister to hey, people in Guatemala. I, I right? know. But they get, right. So I actually in the, la the last thing. Right. Is they actually have to know the message. And I don't think people live the message in their bones. Sure. Which that's, is why that's not we what we're talking about. We, we, we actually agree with you, Jonathan, on that. I mean, it's I, yeah. I know we're we're doing way more harm than good. I get it. I'm I'm I'd be happy to call a moratorium on a bunch of that mission stuff. Yeah. But our point well, is I, no. I just I think we should still do it because it's the Great Commission. I just think we actually have to divide, we have to disciple we, people yeah. no, no, and not put ourselves in the center. It's right. We we need to do it well, and I think that brings it back to the point: is that yes, when you obey Jesus, you will find yourself facing new temptations and bigger temptations. And when nations begin to yes. obey Jesus, um, they will face the temptation to think. Uh, now it's good enough and we're better than everybody else. But of course that would be wrong. That would be a sin, but that doesn't mean you don't keep trying to obey Jesus as a, as a people. That's true. But I don't actually believe that the quote unquote nations, as we think about them are the same nations that are, that are talking about in revelation seven that are standing before God. Well, okay. we, that's a whole. We're, 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 we're going to have to have you back on, we, man. Yeah, we can keep, to, we can we, keep going. We're, we're we can keep, keep going. going on this. Okay, because yeah. no, nations is a new thing, man. Like we literally invented America. The I like all that's like, yeah. Okay, okay. Know, okay. modern nation state. <laughs> like, all that. I got all right, it. All right, I got it. All right, Jonathan. I I got to stop you there, man. We we can do this all day, and I actually enjoyed this. I know. I really appreciated talking to you. Twelve lies that hold America captive, and the truth that sets us free. If you're looking for Jonathan Walton, make sure you find the right one. <laughs> <laughs> you book at Amazon, Jonathan. Where else can people buy your book? Uh, Avi Press, Barnes, all the stores. Uh, and I actually did the audio book, and I do spoken word and performance, so a lot oh. of people are getting the audio book. Okay. Okay. But the right. paper, the paperback book has the questions, the stuff to like dive. I do not want people to read this book by themselves. Okay. You need to have conversations in community with people, okay. like we just did. All okay. right. I hope people do that. Thanks, all right. Jonathan. And until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. This is Cross Politics. Amen.